Hey y'all, what's crackalacking? This is BC Oyenoga back with you um, with the third part of Forgive and Let Go. And I must apologize for how the second part um, ended abruptly. I got a FaceTime call and um, I was trying to ignore, but for whatever reason, it interrupted with my recording. So I hope it doesn't happen this time around. Um, so that's why that ended abruptly, but I believe that it ended where it really was supposed to um, end. And um, the message that was intended for the second part was in that second part. So um, there you have that. So anyways, come on in, strap on your laughing belt, seat belts, right? And put on your um, helmet of wisdom. So once again, this is the third part of forgive and let go. And um now, in the last and the second part, I talked about how we're going to dive in, um, exploring the root word of forgive and unforgive in the Greek and Hebrew. So I will do that in the last um, part of this series, which will be um, part four. So be on the lookout for that. But this one, I want to focus on wholehearted forgiveness. And the last... Um, podcast i we used colossians 2 no 3 right verse 12 to 17 and um matthew 5 verses 11 and 12 the last two parts of the beatitudes teaching and today uh, is still today <laughs> for this <laughs> for this third part of for this teaching I am going to use um, Genesis 45.5. Now, I hope you all understand that I just flow authentically with the Holy Spirit. This is unscripted. So, and I want it to be like that, just raw. And you know what I mean? Like no pretenses, no facades, nothing. Just you and I conversing, right? Because we don't screen or script our conversation if we were to be on the phone and just chatting as friends. So I just see this as one of those. All right. Okay. So Genesis 45, 5, it says, don't be grieved. Don't blame yourselves because you sold me here. And that's in the TPT. Now I'm sure we are, we are all familiar with the story of Joseph, what his brothers did to him and blase, blase. Now Joseph was an impetuous young fellow, right? Went to go blab about his dreams. He was the father's favorite out of many children, and the father made him um, a coat of many colors, right? And his brother hated him even the more so for just that coat. So can you imagine already being your father's favorite, right? You're vying for your father's attention, and he's just giving it to, like, you know, um, a certain child or certain children. And this child or children now come to you, come rub it in your face like... Oh, yeah, I had a dream that one day you finna bow to me, you finna serve me. And you're like, wait, what? I I am done tolerating your behind, right? So we know what happened. They plotted, the brothers, the older brothers plotted amongst themselves to actually kill him. And then the oldest was like, oh, um, I think that's, I believe that's Reuben was like Reuben or Judah, but he said, oh, let's not kill him. Let's, you know, um, instead sell him. So one brother at least played for his life. So fast forward to the years he was 
you know, serving in Potiphar's house. He was in prison before being finally promoted and reunited with his family. So Genesis 45, 5 is where he's conversing with his um, brothers. And the years of being pruned by God, of going through the affliction, of being falsely, um, falsely. Yeah, that's a word. Falsely or falsely. Yeah, I guess I just made that up. It, it doesn't exist. Of being falsely accused <laughs> by Potiphar's wife um, and being thrown in the prison. You know what I mean? Just wrongfully convicted, pruned him, um, tempered his emotions, softened him, matured him. Um, so he got to a stage where he just is offenders be they blood or strangers or acquaintance or whatever no longer um had power over him right he now believed in god because i love the part where um when potiphar's wife was uh badgering him day and night and he finally was like one day when she grabbed his cloak or his robe he was like Yo, because she made a comment like, oh, no one's going to know. No one's going to see us. And he's like, yo, how can I do this wicked thing before God? Not to talk of my master, right? So anyways, let me fast forward. Let me stay on what I'm talking about. So Joseph's gone through so much. He's been through the fire. The fire pruned all bitterness, all um, cockiness, everything that was just not of God. That didn't look good on him. The fire of affliction. The refiner's fire pruned everything away. So he's pure as gold. No tarnishing. I mean, no tarnishment, no nothing. So his brothers come. He, you know, he tells them like, listen, don't be grieved. Don't blame yourselves because you sold me here. Now, I'm going to read from a text. Um, this is from my devotional. Even though I said it's not, you know, my, my podcasts are usually unscripted. I have this in front of me and it's in line with, you know, the topic we're on. So it says, only God can bring such profound healing to our souls that we can love our offenders, right? That we can love our offenders. Not just love them by faith, but honestly hold no hint of trauma, anger, or desire for revenge. This is the wonder of his glory, the power of forgiveness that Jesus has imparted to us, right? And there is only one prerequisite for prerequisite for experiencing a miraculous turnaround in how we see those who have afflicted us and caused us harm. It's a willingness. That's the word again. Remember we read that in Colossians in the last episode that we have to have a willingness to forgive. So it is a willingness to be like Jesus. The Bible says be imitators of Christ. So we have a willingness to be like Jesus. Let's be honest. Releasing our right to be angry or hurt is humbling. We talked about that too last time. It's painful to our flesh to be transformed into his image and love as ferociously as Jesus does. Come on. But when we refuse the chains of unforgiveness, we are free to soar with him. We are able to heal the wounds of offense in others because forgiveness is a beautiful gift, y'all. It is a beautiful gift. You know, um, James 1, 17 tells us that every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of light in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Those gifts are not just material gifts, right? 
you can see one of those gifts as of uh you know gift of forgiveness amen you can see one of those gifts as gifts of forgiveness. I love praying that prayer. And I won't lie, when I'm praying that prayer, I'm usually in, envisioning like material gifts. You know what I mean? Um, spiritual gifts. And um, uh, the root of forgiveness or unforgiveness is spiritual, really. It's an emotion. So when you're, anytime you quote that, envision one of the gifts as the gift of forgiveness. Amen? I also want to share that Forgiving someone, it could just even be someone that doesn't like you for no reason, right? And anytime you see this person, there's just that tendency to want to reciprocate the way they feel towards you. And so we begin to hold bitterness, resentment, you know what I mean? Dislike towards this person. Um, and, you know, they make it clear. It could be subliminally, but it's clear, right? Unspoken innuendos is a thing. It could be clear that they can't stand you. But we've been called to love. And this person, or maybe it could be more than one person, now hold a place in your heart. They're taking up space in your head, not paying rent in your head. And anytime they cross your mind, you just, oh, you're just like, oh, oh. you know, you clench your face. You, you know, you, there's a smirk on your face. It's just this thing because now you can't stand this person back. And I was just thinking about this earlier because I am in that kind of um, situation now. Um, and when this person crosses my mind, I'm like, Jesus, help me. Help me release this person. Help me re relinquish this person to you. I've never done anything to this person. If anything, I've been incredibly nice. You know, even giving this person a prophetic word that did manifest. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's jealousy or just dislike. I don't know. But they can stand my behind. And again, it's not said directly to my face, but it's, you know, it's the nonverbals that speaks louder than the verbals. And I think I talked about that last year in one of my um, podcasts. So anyways, um, as I was thinking about it earlier today, before recording this third um, podcast, I, you know, this person crossed my mind again and I was just like, oh, and I had a dream about this person where they didn't mean me well at all. Like they, and, and we were going to church. This is a church setting, mind you. And this person was, when they were around um, people, other people that could witness their vindictiveness, they were nice. They were, you know what I mean? But the moment we were alone, oh, this person was just, and I was looking at my, I've never done anything to you. So anyways, it is manifesting in real life, right? And I have to be in the same space with this person every now and then. And when I see this person, they're like, oh, irritation rises up. But today, you know, I was reflecting again on the messages and this person came up in my spirit, man. And I know they, just, they, they didn't just come up by happenstance. So I had to, you know, like cry out to Jesus, like, help me. Help me release this person. Help me pray for this person. Help me love this person. Maybe it's something that is in this person. You know what I mean? Because if there's an irritant in our spirit, we will feel it. Anytime we come around someone who aggravates that ir irritant in our spirit, we'll respond to that. So, you know, now I'm saying, help me release this person to you, but then also help me uh, thoroughly examine me. See if there's anything in me too. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the heart of forgiveness, we want to make sure we're going back to the Lord to like, oh, examine me, check me. Maybe there's something in me as well. You know, it could be generational. It could be uh, a soul wound from a young age. It, uh, who knows? 
but help me because I want to do better. I want to be better. I want to love without expecting anything in return. I want to forgive without expecting anything in return. I don't want to just forgive, you know, um, uh, um, do any kind of eye service forgiveness or, you know what I mean? Like fake love. No, I want to, that's just, I want to, I want to please your heart, Lord. So help me. Um, so we can, um, ask that. And that's where I'm at right now. And I know that I know that I know that by the grace of God, because I've cried out to the Lord to help me, I can do this, you know, on my own, I will receive help. And I've made a made it a point that anytime this person crosses my mind, instead of brooding over it, instead of like smirking my face or turning my lips up, I am going to pray for this person. Also pray for myself. Amen. So, um, Hopefully you guys can, you know, learn from that. So if you're dealing with something similar, you know, surrender it to God. Granted, it's not going to happen overnight. But the more the thing keeps coming up, the more you keep encountering the same thing, the more you surrender it to God. And before long, you know, the things, things that we just hold on to, things that cause a spiritual constipation in our ethos, just dissipates like that. Amen. So I want to pray this prayer before rounding up and then i can't wait for us to get together in the last and final episode so father pour out your grace upon us we want our lives to be a pleasing offering a fragrant incense rising before you to release the beauty of forgiveness that rises from a soul set free to be like you in every way to welcome growth even when it hurts because we know you turn every pain into triumph. In Jesus' name, amen. And so on that note, please stay spiritually blessed, right? Stay spiritually moisturized. <laughs> stay spiritually hydrated. Stay spiritually focused. Stay spiritually grounded in your lane, right? But most importantly, stay richly, richly blessed. And until next time, I love you with the love of God. Shalom.